Good evening, Patriots. And it's Thursday, April 28th on the West Coast, 2022. And on the East Coast, you're already in April 29th, Friday, and I'm not ready to get there yet. So hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> I'll find out in a few hours. That's good enough. Hey, Patriots, before we begin tonight, make sure you're keeping your immune system strong, boosted, and in line with the fight that we're in. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. You know, sovereignty is really the key of everything we're trying to accomplish here, which is getting back to that real state of what the United States was developed as a republic. And the principal issue is that God was on the throne above all things and everyone, and we were all subordinate to him. Unlike the current state of affairs where the government thinks that you're subordinate to them and God's subordinate to them, something which uh, we'll have to address with certain uh, violence on target might be the right term to make sure that they understand that this will never happen again. We have to have a pretty strong backbone in what's going, in, going ahead. And we have to have the resilience to not only engage the fight, be repelled by the fight, but at the same time, stand back up and be relentless in our pursuit of truth and our pursuit of God on the throne and in our pursuit of sovereignty. They have completely jacked up this world, completely. There is no other way to say it, inverted everything, enslaved everybody, and they've done it in every single turn. This is all the Masonic garbage, the secret society garbage, the Jesuit garbage, the deep states garbage, the Catholic church garbage. And when I speak of the Catholic Church, I'm speaking specifically out of the network that comes out of the Vatican, not those Catholics that are out here. But you do need to stand up in your own parishes and you need to make a voice heard that this is unacceptable. We have our multiple fights on many domains, and they're trying in every chance they can to squeeze us down and to try to prevent us from succeeding. They want us to be slaves. And I've told you very bluntly, I have no trust in any of the systems. Right now, we are dealing with food crises. We are dealing with energy crises because they're manufacturing them and because they're buying up resources, because they're shutting down production facilities. And I get this sense constantly that there is an, an emerging concept out here between certain factions of the elite that I think that they think everything's going to be glossed over. And I know that I, I talk about this regularly in the negative 
in the sense of the Q movement. I really respected Q with when it came out because of what it did to generate an awakening. But the way the movement has gone, the obedience it has given to an, a political elite that's not giving you any tangible outcome of what's, where we're going. And at the same time, we're continuing to have people die and suffer and do all of and go through these tragedies. And the concept essentially within the Q movement is someone will fix it for us and we'll win this war by memes. That's garbage. The real war is being won by those on the ground that are literally taking action. They're taking action by putting their hands in the dirt and they're growing food. They're taking action by getting kids out of schools and homeschooling. They're taking action by setting up home churches. They're taking actions by breaking away from dependency on a corporate paycheck, getting away from this nightmare of in businesses that are reliant on taxpayer dollars to run. That's the entire military industrial complex. Anything tied to government, you're getting government money, taxpayer money to fund your business. That's not a paycheck. That's exploitation and raping of the public need. We need to get to a place where we're all taking care of our health. Our health sovereignty is critical. And that means we're not dependent on them. And sometimes that does mean we use other products, but it is the idea that ultimately we're rebalancing ourselves with the natural biome that we're able to keep a strong health and we're not needing the reliance on refined products of any kind. We're growing our food, we're growing our nutrients. That's the principal issue. When we accomplish that, that is true sovereignty and it's in the foundation. And from there, we build out even more. But in the meantime, while we're getting going through this, there are so many distractions and there are so many problems that we have to address. Right off the top, we've got to understand, and I played this clip at the beginning of the last hour, and it's important to hear it again because it is a principal issue of what we are facing right now with our food crisis. The basis of everything, or am I missing something? No, I don't think you're missing anything at all. I think this administration has made it very clear that the Green New Deal and climate change and billions of dollars running through Washington, D.C. is their agenda, and they could care less about the American people, our food supply, and our food security. I've always said no farms, no food, no future. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, by definition, it's a biological fact. Maybe that's why they're ignoring it. They don't like biological facts. Are, are you worried? As a dairy farmer, I am. We've seen 45,000 dairy farms go out since 2003. I'm worried for my beef farmers, the processing plants, how four major packers are depending on the price. I'm worried about pretty much all of agriculture. What is our future looking like? And how are Americans going to rally around our agriculture communities? We must support our local agriculture, and we cannot let regulations kill off our food supply. One of the ways we're going to support those local agriculture is to get them away from the regulations. The problem we have right now is these farmers are bound by federal regulations. And I mentioned this earlier, but it's really important to understand and, and really grasp how big this is. If you're a, a rancher, if you're a cattleman and you're running cattle, you are not going to be able to sell your cattle at any auction that of any kind that is considered to be an, a sanctioned auction for the system unless your cattle have been injected. And that's typically an 8-6. An 8-6 injection is eight vaccines in one and six in the other. And that'll happen in the calves, and it could happen every single year. So you've completely polluted the meat. If you want to get a clean beef out of that line, you're going to have to take, and you're going to have to have the, the steer. It's going to have to go through. You have to cut them off of vaccines, and then they're going to have to breed and get a one line of cows, calves, and then you're, ideally you will breed those calves again before you get true clean beef. 
One generation out is pretty good, but two is where you start to really secure your, your pure line and you start to restore your genetics. This is the nonsense that we're dealing with here right now and all of the garbage that's in the food, and it's, and it's something that we're working here, and I, I mentioned this, I mean, I mentioned Bars Nation, and I'm actively involved right now in coming up with models of how cattlemen don't have to go through that, and we're working on it, and I'm actually working with a cattleman to accomplish the first he was a guy doing this, and we're gonna, I'm working with him so he can set up a herd and transition away to the non-vax model. This is very, very important. And when we get this model down, this is going to be open for everybody to, to copy. We want it copied. But this is how we support our farmers, is to really start to identify the importance of what's in our meat and then be able to break from it and do that on everything. That includes milk. That includes vegetables. We have to take accountability and responsibility for what we eat, and it's the critical core. You can have all the technology in the world. You don't have food. You're starving. Last time I checked, you can chew on your Apple iPhone all you want, and it's not going to work to keep you full. And so with all this, they're hitting at so many levels, and we know this, and this is why at the center of all of this is the home model. The sovereignty begins in the home. And this is as God intended, because our homes are our blessed spaces. They are almost like an extension of the church for us. And they need to have God at the center. That's the home church. And we need to bring the children back into the nurturing environment and not have them ex exported out, outsourced to the communist indoctrination camps, which is the public schools. So that means that we have to start taking an extra effort, both as parents, which there's a lot of demand on parents, especially with the current economy where there's often parents are having to run two jobs. We as communities and neighborhoods have to step up to try to help and go back to this concept of a community supporting children for education. That could be creating pods, for example. There's a collection of families that can rotate kids through homeschooling. It might mean that some people that are older or don't have the responsibility of kids can step in to help with that schooling as well. Maybe it means building a community one-room schoolhouse and make it private. Make it a charter school. However you choose to do it. But it needs to start happening because we need to get kids out of these indoctrination camps. This is a ruthless war on children. I mean, li listen to this war that, I, and I'm really, this senator, this is a Texas senator. He lit him up today. And, of course, the, the uh, Batman character Penguin, currently played by Jerry Nadler, was there in presence. I don't even know how that dude is genetically made because he looks like the penguin. He acts like the penguin. But this Texas senator lit them up today. Listen to this whole piece. Fired, encouraging people to come here, harming Texas and harming this country. Time you know it. And you're ignoring the, the time of truth. the gentleman has expired. He no longer has time to slander the secretary, Miss Scanlon. Not slander. You know what slander is. Thank slander you, is Secretary Mayorkas. Miss Scanlon. Miss Scanlon. Thank you, Secretary no Mayorkas. Over here. Thank you. For How about being the here. little girl here with a brand on her arm? A little girl with a brand on her arm because of your policies. A little girl here in the desert, found by ranchers trying to save their life. And how about the lost voices for people dying from fentanyl? The hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of Americans dying from fentanyl. Faces, faces of Americans, faces of Americans across this country dying because of fentanyl pouring into our country. The time of the gentleman has expired. You know full well. The time of the gentleman has expired, Miss Encouraging Fent people to come here, harming Texas and harming this country. The time you of know the it. 
And you're ignoring the, the time of truth. the gentleman has expired. He no longer has time to slander the secretary. Ms. Scanlon. Not slander. You know what slander is? Thank slander you, is Secretary Mayorkas. Ms. Scanlon. Ms. Scanlon. Thank you, Secretary no Mayorkas. Somebody Over needs here. to take Nadler and literally put him on a fish hook and feed him to a shark. He'd be a great meal for a great white because I, I hope, but then again, it might poison him because they like real penguin and they don't like that stuff. This is, but I'll tell you what, this senator, I have tons of respect for because we finally are getting some people up there, and I don't know how that happened, but getting some people up there that are fighting for truth, and it takes that sort of fire and brimstone. We need to be seeing everybody out here firing, firing those sorts of shots across the bow, and we're seeing more of it, but it, there's too much courtesy, in my opinion. These people have not learned the, ephes- the emphasis on righteous indignation, the whip, and the flipping of tables. And when we start to do this in mass, we're going to start to shake up the world because these people are truly weak and afraid. They're spineless. They're cowards. They lurk in the shadows, and they fight from policy, and they fight from graft of stealing money from the people. This is what they do. And then they exploit the children for their own benefit. But don't worry, because it sounds like, according to Pisaki, they've got it all under control. Also wanted to note that today the Food and Drug Administration announced two proposed rules, one to prohibit menthol cigarettes and one to prohibit flavored cigars. The rules announced today would enforce regulations related to what stores sell and what companies manufacture and distribute, which is a critical uh, critical action to prevent children from becoming the next generation of smokers, help adult smokers quit, and significantly reduce tobacco. Also wanted to know... Oh, that's good to know. Thank you, Pisaki. We're so proud of you because you're now going to keep children from getting oh addicted on cigarettes because they're going to take away the flavored stuff. The last time I checked, that wasn't a major problem. Not at all, but this is. Okay, uh, Chris Olivada, some of the tenant with the Texas Department of Public Safety. So right now we're at one of our one of the landings that we see typically a lot a lot of human smuggling coming across the river from Mexico. And what you're seeing here, of course, on the on the ground is a bunch of bracelets, different colors, and what these bracelets indicate is what organization these illegal immigrants paid to get across. So as you see here, there's different wording. Even some have numbers, serial numbers, as you can see here. So this identifies exactly what organization they belong to, who they paid to get across. So talk about the industry a little bit, like how much money these guys are making, what kind of industry it is. Right, so I mean, we know right now just on intel that we receive from our federal partners that just on human smuggling alone, I mean, these organizations are making well over $100 million a week just on human smuggling. It's a multi-billion dollar trade. We're not even talking about narcotic smuggling. This is all just strictly human smuggling. And that was last year's numbers. Now, of course, you know, the first, you know, first six months of this fiscal year, we're at 1.2 million already. So just kind of put that into context as far as how much these organizations are making. Um, it's, it's well, they're making a lot more profit now on just human smuggling than they are on drug smuggling. $100 million a week trafficking people across the border. All that money siphoning, siphoning back into the organizations. And I guarantee you, you follow the money, you're going to find it lining almost every congressman's pocket in one way or another through all of its filters. We are being run by a criminal class. And the thing is, if you watch them right now, you're starting to see some people break rank or try to put on a big show. 
I'm not. I'm excluding that senator from Texas because watching his passion today, he was not joking. I think that if they would have made it legal for him to shoot Nadler, he probably would have. And then he would have shot the guy from DHS. I don't think there would have been any question. He would have pulled a Texas six-shooter and just said, okay, watch this. I'm going to do a Texas style. This is what we did in the Alamo. But my point of all this is that when they start pushing this narrative and you listen to them and they're going to start shifting left and right to this depending on their constituents and what they feel that the vote is going to affect them with, we just need to be done with them. And part of the way we're done with them is for the citizens to start standing up and just handling things on their own. You know, like down in Texas, Texas literally needs about 100,000 people just down their line in the border going, okay, guess what? Open season if you come across this border and deal with it. And the, the mules that are taking, the mules are like need to be target enemy number one of America. Every damn one of them. Save the kids. Do everything you can to save the kids and the women coming across and the adults. Take out every mule and just let it be. But this is the human crisis that they're promoting and they're doing, and it's all, again, about destabilizing the society. And we're getting back to always targeting children, which just infuriates me. And the problem is that we have a crisis on our border of moving kids across for human trafficking, and we have a crisis in our schools. We have an opportunity in this nation to do something about it. Those that are victim of this, that are trying to traffic to get out of whatever situation they're in, being promised all sorts of things which are mostly lies, and then getting caught in this circle when they get into this human trafficking network, they're caught in this perpetual trade and exploitation system that they'll probably never get to escape from. But here, when we have parents that are, have everything before them and they're going, oh, well, that's too bad down on the border. But in the meantime, I'm going to send Johnny to the communist indoctrination camp, and I'm puzzled why he comes back now and he wants to be a girl. I don't know. I don't know. Why the hell is that? Is that because maybe when Johnny goes in, he gets to go into his cross-dressing transgender closet, and because his grooming third-grade teacher is going to be over there stroking him, telling him, it's okay, Johnny, don't worry that you want to whack your weenie off. It's perfectly normal because biology is just what you're born with, but you can choose your gender. We have criminals in this country. We have criminals in our schools. We have criminals, and they are, they're not even, and they protect themselves with this sacred class of the rainbow flag. I don't care what flag you're under. You touch kids. You go after the kids. We've got an answer. It's biblical. It's called a millstone. Straight up a millstone. And we're sick and tired of being pushed around. We have to be. So we've got a war going on on food. We have control over that. Grow food, plant seeds. We have a war going on in our children. Every parent better be irate, and every person that doesn't have kids better be standing with them. I really have to say I'm proud of my a group here in my county. Because we had this new agenda coming down from our transgender governor, Kate Brown, who, by the way, today just released a murderer who killed a seven, who at 17 killed a young girl against the four different sheriffs and the DA. And he is from my County. She let him out anyway, against everybody's rulings. He was not supposed to get out. She let him out and sent him back down to our County. Hope he's having a nice night. This isn't going to work 
if we don't start standing up and taking action. And I mean, that takes on many, many forms. And by the way, no, they didn't notify the parents. They didn't notify the victims. Kate Brown just overruled it as a governor and sent him on his merry way. This is what we deal with with the criminal class. So why we the this group I was going to talk about is they sent down, they've sending out this new queer agenda that's coming into schools. We've already got a group that's mobilized here in our county. Very proud of them. They took on the school board. And to the surprise, quite frankly, the school board has said that they can come in and the director, the school, what do they call him, uh, supervisor, principal, or head of all the schools, has said that they can come in and they can have full access to this curriculum, review it, and make it public. That's what happens when you get good citizen pressure on these people because they're afraid. These people are afraid. Did someone put it up? Thank you, superintendent. I was flipping the name. Superintendent of the schools. These people are weak, but they're, they, they put the persona off as though they're powerful because they feel that they're untouchable. They need to be shown that they're not untouchable. That goes with the same with corporations. They feel that they can bully you around because it's like, well, he can't live without his job. She's going to have to have that health insurance. Not if we take the control back that, we're, that God gave us. Because when we start taking that control back, I've got news. They've got nothing. They're already having a hard time getting labor in to run their businesses. How do you think it's going to be if people finally go, hey, guess what? I'm out of your network. We're working with patriots, and that's it. I don't need your garbage anymore. Uh, That all centers back on us putting a tremendous amount of trust in God and listening. It's a necessary, because if we aren't really now digging in harder into our faith and trust in God to say, God, guide me, I'm ready, move me. Sometimes that's going to have to be, you're going to hear it like a whisper and you're going to have to make a major leap of faith. But if you're standing with God, that major leap is not going to be as big a deal as you thought, but it's going to feel a little crazy when you first step off. It's like repelling out of a helicopter if you've ever done that, which is a little, even a little crazier than jumping with a parachute because when you repel out of a helicopter, it's a rope in your hand as the brake on the back of your back and you're hanging out of the edge of the helicopter and you're up a couple hundred feet and you're or a hundred feet anyway. And you're like, okay, kick off. Here we go. Yay. And down you go. Just remember to use your handbrake in the back. Otherwise it gets to be a pretty fast fall and a pretty hard landing. So, Coming all around on this, we have a number of areas which we can fight back on, and it centers on the strength of our homes. And they're telling us what they're going to do. And they're broadcasting it all. They're, they're mocking the kids. They're trying to, you've got still this push to get injections into kids. I swear, the next politician, I'm just, my standard rule, I've told you, there isn't anybody I will vote for that does not denounce the vax. It doesn't start defending the children. This is nuts. It doesn't start saying that we need to grow food. Because you know who they're owned by. The entire objective is to enslave humanity at any cost. And I don't care what side of the coin you're on. They're not they're all playing the same game. And I'm, you know, we get into this nonsense about, well, maybe 
Well, maybe they just can't say the truth because if they do, they'll reveal who they are. (laughs) That is like one of the dumbest, dumbest lines I've ever heard. It's like, no, I'm sure Trump is hidden right in plain sight. They don't have any clue that he actually is working for the Republicans, even though he's a Republican, but he doesn't want to let them know that he's a Republican. So he's going to pretend like he's not a Republican and he's not going to say the truth. I mean, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The other big one, and you're seeing it more and more, Nisera Jacera, the gold is back. The gold is back. It's all going to be for us. It's like, <laughs> have you talked to a billionaire lately and how willing they are to let you have all their money? I'm sure that's going to go over well. It's all for us. Nisera Jacera, you're all going to get a free paycheck. And don't worry, you won't have to work anymore. Everything's going to be free. Just get whatever you want. Man, I'll tell you, it's insane. There's just this massive distortion, and I think part of the problem is people are afraid to face a simple fact. And that fact is that the government that we have, from top to bottom, is a cancerous growth that needs to be cut out and burned in one big bonfire that will look like the collapse of the Babylon Tower when they're done with it. And I really believe that the whole concept that we're, that what we're fighting a lot of in this society is that the lack of faith in God, the lack of trust in God, the lack of relationship, the intimacy with God is keeping people locked into these narratives of artificial hope. Oh, it just, it, yeah, if we just get a few more people in the public office that maybe we vote the right way, we can have this big red wave and then they'll do some arrests and Durham will come out and finally show his face, even though we never really don't know who Durham is, but we keep hearing the name and I'm, I'm sure that it's all going to be good and Trump's going to be back in office next week and, oh yeah, the military is going to save the day and it's good because I've never had to do anything but just make memes and I, I'm good, but now I don't have any food, but I'm sure they'll take care of that too. And I'm sure that I'm sure if I make another meme about it, I can get fed. I mean, this is the nonsense. So our place is pretty simple. Sowing seeds. And it's radical. And there's really not a more radical action you can take right now than growing food. It's super critical. We need to grow food. We need to get our hands back in the earth. We need to get back to those principal things that we were never supposed to leave. We were never supposed to walk away from the creations of what we can do with our hands. We were never supposed to outsource our work to robots or to artificial intelligence. God gave us everything, everything, dominion, over evil, the ability to step on snakes and scorpions. He gave us the power to do greater works than Christ. It says so. That's just so unimaginable when you think about it. It's like, really? But it's there. And it's in red letter language, and it's pretty clear. He gave us the earth to steward. He gave us everything in the earth for us to live off of and to prosper with. 
So how do we get from there to, oh, I can't do that because I owe the bank money and they own the property next door and it's got a no trespassing sign and this other property is fenced off and it's owned by this corporation and unless I pay them a lease fee, I can't get to that. How did we get there? And ultimately, we got there because we allowed others to step in with promises and offers to make our life easier. It's the convenience thing again. Hey, don't worry. Well, if you just give me the lease to your land, or better yet, I'm here to protect you. What does that mean? Well, it, what it means is that there's there's enemies that are coming at the gate and we're going to provide you with an army and then we're going to provide you with roads and then we're going to provide you with electric streetlights and then we're going to provide you with a police force that's going to make sure that you follow the rules. And you're like, I, I didn't ask for that. I know, but you need it. Okay, why do I need it? Because, because it's necessary. It's dangerous in this world. And so people coalesce. You're like, well, okay, I guess that's true. I, I, I guess it's dangerous. Wow, this is... This is bad. It's dangerous. Yes, it's very dangerous. So what do I need to do? You just need to pay me part of your part of your money, part of your crop. For what? It, well, it costs us money to do all this. It costs us money to build this empire just to keep you safe. But I, I didn't have a problem yesterday. No, but the world has changed. The world has changed completely now. This is the lunacy that we live in. This is the clown house that we're part of. And the insanity out here is that people just keep going along with it. I need to pay my taxes. Why? It's illegal. I need to pay my taxes. Why? Because they say so. I need to wear a mask. Why? Because they told me to. Oh. We are the actions. We are the basis of change and action in this world. And it's us walking with God that are able to wield that sort of the spirit and crush this evil and reset things. And all of that reset is going to pivot off of some very critical aspects to take control again. Our churches have failed us to a large degree. That means getting back to a home church. We have to build that. That's getting God activated again. And the new, from there, God brings up his new people, his new leaders doesn't matter whether you've been to seminary or not. It doesn't matter whether you're a scholar in the Bible or not. Christ was able to give people everything they needed in one sermon or one meeting because it was never about the words. That's an important study because many of those didn't, most people didn't have a Bible. It was about the seeking of the intimate relationship with God, which is always there. All we have to do is reach. And with that comes amazing knowledge. His wisdom is infinite if we trust in him. And that's what we have to do. And that's a deeper relationship than just a simple prayer. It's trusting, it's talking, it's communicating, it's building this relationship with him all day long, letting him in. We know that these people are wretched criminals. We know what they're capable of doing. When, they, when people start harming kids, you don't need to question what their potential is. If you think that the food thing is just a joke, think what they're doing to kids and then ask yourself, if they'll do that to children, will they starve you out? 
Uh, probably. Like, most likely, like, yes. Because it doesn't matter to them. But don't worry, Elon Musk has bought Twitter. All is good again, I guess. This is this swing back and forth that we just need to keep ourselves out of. Because there's just too many people bouncing, looking, and seeking. And this is really what you're witnessing a lot in, in the MAGA movement, in the Q movement, and in the left. It's all happening in the same way. Many of those that are out there, they're seeking. Those that lack a strength in faith are seeking. And they're trying to put these narratives together to explain what they're going through. And you're seeing this depression setting in on people. It's like, oh, I just, I can't do this anymore because it's, it's not happening. Because they aren't putting a trust in God. Man, do you know how fast this would all change if people just said, okay, I'm going to put a trust in God. And I will tell you, if everybody's putting their trust in God, there is a strong message right now. And it's get back to the earth. Put your hands in the earth and sow seeds. Because that metaphor is huge. It's real because you're planting seeds, you're sowing seeds, and it's a metaphor because we're sowing that beautiful seed of the spirit into the communities. And that's where transformation happens. We're literally walking with Christ, we're letting God move through us, and we're doing our thing, and others are seeing it, and they're drawn to it. It's happening when we walk that way. And there's so many out here that need it because there's so many out here that are bouncing off the walls like ping pong balls, trying to figure out like, oh, 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 well, I don't, I, maybe, maybe if I vote, it'll, I'll be better. I don't, yeah, whatever. No, it won't. That's the problem. Take a listen to this. Served up Georgia's elections to Beijing Biden in 2020 has now selected a new company based in India with no history of managing elections to transition the state's voter registration database to another company based in California, also with no experience handling elections and which works with organizations that have actually been caught engaging in voter fraud and is also run by a radical leftist with close ties to the most extreme left-wing activists in the world today. If you still don't see it, here's the bottom line. The 2020 election was just a trial run. Democrats on the left now have a blueprint, a template to successfully engineer every election from here on out. And the people we thought we put in charge to stop them, the so-called Republicans, like Brad Raffensperger, are handing our elections to them on a silver platter. Donald Trump was right. If we don't stand up and put an end to this kind of blatant election rigging right now, it won't matter who you vote for in the midterms, because the people in charge will have already decided for you. For One American News... I'm Pearson Sharp. Bingo. Right there. So where does change rest? Where does change rest? Change rests with us. And it rests with us taking the actions that separate us from the dependency of the welfare state. And we're in one. 
change rests with us in putting God back on the throne in our lives. And as we do that in household after household, we're restoring the land that God gave us to steward. Change rests with us when we start to say, our children are come first. At any cost, our children come first. And not thinking that we can just go in and talk to a school board and it's all going to be okay because what we have seen and what everyone should know is you can do anything you want with a school board. You still have these treacherous and treasonous teachers that are all about trying to screw up your child's brain. And even the ones that claim that, like, I really don't agree with it, they're not doing anything about it, and they're still teaching this garbage of CRT, QT, and Common Core. Children are the, where the war is being waged the worst, and if we keep kids in school, it's where they are going to be victimized. It is literally another form of child exploitation and trafficking is happening right in your schools, but they're renaming it different things. The worst part about that is your child goes to school. If you send them to school, eventually they will come home and hate you. That's not a, a speculation. That's a guarantee. And they will see you as different anyway. They will not see you as a trusted agent because they're being trained not to. And I don't care where you are in public schools. That's the truth. And that is exactly anti-biblical right there. Food is a critical resource in all of this because if we don't have strength and control of our food, they control the population. It's a simple siege mentality. Control the food, control the population. And so sowing seeds is not just a metaphor. It's a practical and necessary response with high levels of urgency. And it's also a radical act. Your job is vulnerable because right now skills are essential and corporations have no intention of keeping you around whether you think they do or not. This labor shortage that we're going through, it's just a matter of time before these labor positions are replaced with robotics or AIs. They're already spinning up out of Silicon Valley and the, ins- and the subsequent industries that are piling up about this, taking advantage of the labor shortfall to push on this new integrated system of artificial humans. And then what happens to you? Because when you get booted out, what's going to happen? Well, of course, Uncle Sam's right there to help you because this is where they're spinning is to collapse the entire economy in a slow and painful drag out to where you're exhausted and worn out, counting on the fact that you won't do the things necessary, which we know that at least in Bars Nation, I'm convinced everybody will. That's good because that's a spike in their eye, and I'll take it. But they're counting on people being complacent sheep and not doing anything and finally being so worn down, they're like, please help me. And they're like, we are here to help you. Here's your universal basic income. And they'll probably name it Nisera Jacera. Here, take this. And people will swallow that one and go, wow, this is great, free money. You're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you need to get vaxxed and you need to carry everything on this digital ID and everything's good. And Don't worry, your life will be good. Just don't do the wrong things because it'll affect your social credit score. And, oh, and don't tweet something bad about Elon Musk. You can have free speech, but don't tweet anything bad about Elon Musk. He owns Twitter. Kind of see how this all goes, right? And then it's that other piece of the fear because one of the big pieces they have around fear of health is a big one. People are like, what happens if I have a heart attack? What if I break my hip? What if I break my leg? Well, there's a couple of answers. 
one, give up and go to the hospital. What if I don't have health insurance? What do you need health insurance for? I, I'm just, you know, and we say these questions like, well, what if something major happens? It'll ruin me. If we're taking back control of our health, ask yourself how often you really go to the doctor. And, of course, we are portraying every single injury gets blown up out of proportion. So massive that we ever, there's this fear. It's like, well, what happens if I get in a car accident, I break my neck, and I'm paralyzed from the neck down, and then I have a brain tumor, and then I'm going to get a head trauma, and I'm going to have to go through a CAT scan, and I have all these things, and they'll bankrupt me, and I'll lose my house, and I won't be able to work because I'll be in a wheelchair, and I'll be breathing out of a straw. It's like, Wow. <laughs> Wow, all of that just happened. And that's the sort of programming that people are being immersed in. How about this? What if you had a relationship with God? There's a sharp one right there. As we gain knowledge and skills, as we gain the strength to do these things, starting with food and moving outwards, we regain the strength that God wants us to have. We regain that sovereignty in our soul and our spirit. We regain that fire of liberty. And we regain that position of being true patriots in this nation that understands that this government is a tyranny and by definition it is to be overthrown because that's our duty by Declaration of Independence. And we can overthrow that by simply not participating in their systems and going, okay, whatever, see ya. And as we do that and break from them, let the tyrants show their face because they're not welcome. And as we rekindle that fire of God, we rekindle the strength of the nation and we simply turn them off and we turn God back on and we return the fire. We turn back on that fire that made this country great again. And the greatest thing about that is when you look up on that model, our model, the one we're trying to build again, you're not going to see the White House. You're not going to see some retard speaking from a podium in the Congress. When you look up in this world, you're going to see Jesus and you're going to see God. Pretty good. That's how I'm playing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we've come together. He's blessed for the continued vision you give us of this world as we see the, the images of lies and the deceit fall to the side as we begin to see truly what's at the core of what's driving this nation. There's a tremendous amount of pain and tremendous amount of evil that lurks around us. So we just continue to pray for the shaking of that, the dis- dispelling of that the protection of the children above all. But we also need an awakening of that passion, Father, that that fire, that fire that lights the flames of righteous indignation to be able to stand to this and stand boldly to this and know that we have nothing to fear. So as we continue forward here, Father, we just pray for that tremendous strength of fearlessness as we work to break ourselves from the dependency on this matrix, reset ourselves into that path that you've asked us to be, continue our climb in pursuit of the narrow gate, 
reaching into that deeper and more intimate relationship with Jesus. And Father, just letting you be our Father in the truest and most powerful way. So thank you. Guide us and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Got to light it up, patriots. A lot of works to do in our homes, in our communities. It's important. Never will so much be asked of so few by so many. The quote I've said so many times over the last few years. And that's where we are. And there's so many that need to hear the wonderful words of Jesus. There's so many that need to hear that powerful message of empowerment and hope. Not, not just promises of hope. Not this hopium but the true hope that rests with a relationship in Christ, the sowing of seeds. Use your skills. Use the tangible things that people can touch. Baking bread, sowing seeds, sharing bounties from your garden, helping somebody with something they can't do, a skill that you have. Use those things as a way to open doors and to build bridges because it becomes real then. And as we build a world where it becomes real, where we're truly touching other people's lives with the gifts and talents that God gave us, whatever form that is, that's real ministry. And every single one of us, in my opinion, and what's been put on my heart, has that commitment to do and that mission ahead of them. And it's a beautiful walk. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. God is just dumping wisdom out here. All you have to do is listen. Sometimes it's loud. Sometimes it's a whisper, but it's there. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, fearlessly for just such a time as this. Stressing fearlessly. Occupy that land. The land. God's land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through. Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now We're on the edge of a moment But not over that Now we're diving in The light up ahead We're running to
found Reaching through somehow Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud When the seasons change I know the space between us will stay the same Resting on this faith When your soul answers calls far away Safe place to hide from the rain. 